0: for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6.
1: Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, Welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across
2: America and around the world, eight six six ninety red eye He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when you choose, where and when you choose. If you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations. There are so many hundreds upon hundreds of great affiliates out there and we appreciate them all. We do. Uh well uh good news Demar Hamlin is uh uh totally out of the hospital has been released amazing I saw uh Coy Wire and I had no idea where he was he played with the Bills hmm. uh really good defensive back played with Atlanta too I didn't know he was a sports anchor at CNN I had no idea oh and uh he uh he said uh, the uh doctors finished the tests and said um uh to determine That whether there were any pre-existing conditions, and so far in all of their, uh, you know, determination was that that's not the case. It was the hit that caused it. You know how rare Mm. that is to get Mm. hit there at at the cycle of the beat, as they talk about. But right, these doctors are supposed to, I guess, put out a uh, a a uh, you know a uh, more in-depth analysis coming out. It's funny because everybody's like, Mm. what about his medical privacy? You know, the HIPAA laws and everything else. Right. It's like, well, no. He wants people to know what his condition is. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. God, just amazing. Yeah. So, but
0: that's great news. <clears throat> amazing news. I know. Then there's the sad news. Hmm. Okay. So it wasn't long ago Jeff Beck was touring with Johnny Depp. Yep. And
2: it was like, oh, wow, great. A buddy of mine wrote to me yesterday, said, you have to listen to the album. It's really good. Yeah. And Beck, you know, when they were touring and and made the album, said Johnny Depp's really good. Mm. Yeah. And Jeff Beck, you know, you look at it, he's been, you know, listed anywhere from, you know... Well, in from the the one of the top ten guitarists of all time, and or to the top one hundred, yeah. on a consistent basis. And when you look at it, I, I st- it always freaked me out that you know in in his early band that uh, Rod Stewart was in his band, but Jeff Beck played he'd play with anybody. Who was it? Uh, oh, he he played guitar on uh, a Kelly Clarkson song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. There was a, a great story I read yesterday that Pink Floyd, when they lost their guitarist, I can't think of his name. Sid um, David was, Gilmore? No, 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 no. This way back in the '60s. Oh, when they lost uh, their uh, one guitarist, I can't think of his name right now.
0: Because Gilmore was one that tweeted yesterday, like right away, because they was they were very yeah. close friends.
2: Well, they they wanted him uh, to uh, become their their guitar their other guitarist, right? And they were afraid to approach him. Yeah, there. Uh, so Jeff Beck was
0: a uh, a guitarist. Guitarist. Um, one of my favorite Beck tunes. Jeff Beck tunes is you can't say Beck. You have to say Jeff Beck. <laughs> mm-hmm. You really have to make oh, that
2: yeah, distinction. You, uh, yes,
0: you two do. very yes. different artists. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> Hammerhead, which won him a Grammy back in 20, 2009, 2010. And he played that at the Crossroads Festival. That was the one in Chicago, 2010. and I've seen that, yes. That, that live performance of that song is amazing. First of all, Jeff Beck, but the players in his band are amazing. Uh, and, and the way I look at it is... Um, there, you know, everything is about technique and style, but there are a number of guitarists whose techniques have been co opted, stolen, however you want to phrase it, uh, including Eddie Van Halen, even Ingvay Malmstein, and there are, uh, a number of guitarists who really have made their name, and especially in hard rock, with how fast they are. Ingve uh, Malmsteen uh, really is famous for his uh, arpeggios and sweeps, but he's also a fast picker. Uh, Zach Wilde in that regard. Uh, uh, the lesser known um, uh, Michelangelo, Michelangelo Badio, who was, he's, I don't know if, Guinness has him as the fastest guitarist, but he's extremely fast. Jeff Beck. You, so th- the point is people could copy techniques of any of those that I just mentioned, right? And you could you could you could do the licks that those guitarists have done, those guitar gods. That was insanely difficult. I would say impossible to do with Jeff Beck, and it wasn't about speed. It was about his style. Yeah, recreating his sound, in my opinion, was impossible. Which puts him up there at a at a totally different level than an Eddie Van Halen, who was also an innovator and and right. and belongs yeah. in that same category. But the difference is, is that with Hammer-ons and 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 you know, in the techniques that were developed um, by Eddie Van Halen, a lot of guitarists copied that. Well, because you could, it was a technique they they could do that. But pulling out of a Fender Stratocaster, what Jeff Beck pulled out consistently was mind blowing and unique to him. You could try and copy it, but you're not going
2: to get close. Yeah, uh, it was Sid Barrett who, mm. that yeah. they okay. Pink Floyd wanted, ah. and, and then I had no idea. But he apparently he refused. But when Brian Jones died, the Rolling Stones wanted him to play mm. with them. And, yeah. But he, Jet Beck was just. Uh, it was funny because when seventy five, seventy six, when Blow by Blow came out and Wired, and yeah. I was working at the bank and everybody was into music. I'll never forget my boss came up to me one time my boss Jim Watson came up to me with the album Blow by Blow and he goes here my gift to you this is a real guitarist and that's when he was in his sort of jazz fusion stage yeah, the yeah, the yeah. thing about it is you know he could do anything and and i absolutely love I don't but know, it was always uniquely beck he he yeah, almost co-opted
0: yeah. whatever genre it that yes, you want to did. categorize it and it was just it just became Jeff Beck
2: well, well you know something I, just giving a quick example I, I i watched um uh uh over the holidays i have the you know the brian setzer christmas show right it goes yeah. well it's christmas music i went no it's not they go well yeah it's christmas music i go well yeah it's christmas music but it's brian setzer yeah, <laughs> yes, what? I'm watching, and you know, and it was great. I mean, because all all the stuff, but the the you know, he's a, he's that kind of guitarist. But same with Jeff Beck, whatever he did, it became, it was Jeff Beck. It wasn't yeah. Some it may have been somebody else's music, but he made it he made it his own. But uh, what is it? Live at Ronnie Scott's. That yeah. that yeah. Uh, yeah. came out a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, and it's yeah. a club, yeah. and I can't think of the oh, she, boy, she was so young. Uh, The the bass player. I can't think of her name. Oh,
0: absolutely. She's played with
2: everybody. Oh, she's she's, just... And she's... uh, Mind-boggling. Tal, uh, she's... Yeah. And it becomes the W. I can't think of her name. Hold on
0: a second. No, I was was watching her just the other day, Uh, actually.
2: She she just... I mean, that is... That's one of my favorite... That's one of my favorite concerts to watch. And I was, uh, you know, talking with a uh, couple of people yesterday. Or, I mean, messaging... Them on on uh, on Facebook, and and one guy who's much more of the you know uh, Tal
0: Wilken, Wilkenfeld. Yes, Wilkenfeld. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's mind
2: boggling She's mind Amazing. And she um, she
0: was with him in twenty ten. Yeah, she's young. I mean, and she yeah. looks even younger than she is. Yeah, Uh and, she's and, in her thirties, but I mean, she looks. Oh,
2: when they were when they very, were playing together strong. live, you know, Ronnie Scotts and just the smiles I'm giving, you know, back yeah, and forth, yeah, like yeah. she's, you know, he's, and the smile because he was blown away by her, and of course, yeah, she being yeah. so young is blown away by what he's he's doing, and you know, she's twenty something, and he's probably was seventy at the time, uh, and it was just so great to watch it, but I'll never yeah. forget, you know, they're they're going through, you know, they just they start panning the audience, and um, all of a sudden you sit there and you go. I know that guy's face. Wait a minute. Isn't that the singer for Led Zeppelin? Mm. You know, and you sit there and, and yeah. it's, it's, you just, you saw like superstar in a club scene in Great Britain at that club. And, uh, and it just, it's, well, and, and it's not even like if, if, if you, you know, if you sit there and you go, uh, if you want to see Van Halen, you know, you're going to get, mm-hmm. and you, you go to see a Jeff Beck and they're. There can be there there can be stuff that blows you away. You go, okay, that's sort of a little bit heavy metalish in a jazz kind of way, uh, and then there's just the beautiful romantic guitar stuff that he plays. That just in his own style of doing it, that isn't fast at all. Well, that's and that's it blown it. away by it.
0: Some guitarists are going to show you the town. Jeff Beck is going to take you around the world. Yeah, because uh, it because the genres don't. It, it, nothing falls in, and and you can't even. And and I think people quit trying to categorize it. And and, and here's the thing: um, if you're a guitarist, if you're a, 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 any lover of music, and and Jeff Beck was playing, it's like watch. You know, it's like the the professor stepped up to the class, and he's gotten the attention. But here's the thing, you can pay attention all day long and you can learn from the professor, but you'll never be that professor. You're not that mm-hmm. you're not going to be that. And that's my you know, there's technique and things that have been that have come out uh, from certain guitars that can be mimicked to a T. I've heard people play. I've heard guitarists play uh, uh, eruptions by Eddie Van Halen and not miss a note. I'm proud of my, my son, who's a very uh, accomplished guitarist, and, and he uh, recently recorded something and, and, and had it down to a T. It was absolutely, it was, and I was very impressed. Jeff Beck was one of those where you just, you just watch. You you just listen. You just take it in. Yeah. Because you're not. There's there's no way to duplicate that. There, uh, Jimmy Page in the same category, Uh, Hendrix same category. You're not gonna. You you can kinda
2: you can try, but you're never gonna get there. And and for me, somebody like Jeff Beck, you're not sitting there going when he's playing, going yeah yeah yeah. But after he's done, you're, you're going yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, that's it. was, it's,
0: it's, you're, you're it, just it's just immersed in watching it's, them. It's the roller coaster where you yeah. get off and go, okay, I want to go back on that. I want to, yeah. I want to do that again.
2: Yeah. It, it,
0: you know, because you don't know what's around that next quarter. You, you don't know what. And, and his technique, his picking technique, it was finger picking, but not like Mark Knopfler, not like Chet Atkins, not like right. other, you know, uh, it's not like, uh, what they call chicken picking, it it was to create to get mm-hmm. an ex- a, an extremely um, unique sound out of that instrument, and then he's got the whammy bar, the tremolo bar, constantly in his in his in his right hand mm-hmm. in his picking <laughs> yeah, hand yeah, he as he's doing that, and and then he would manipulate the bridge, which is what the tremolo bar is doing, but he would do that. And when he was live with his with his finger. So you're putting, by the way, hats off to his guitar tech or techs, whoever they were, because it had to have been you. They had to be sweating what how he manipulated the bridge on every strat that he played to
2: get that unique sound throughout every song. And he had no interest really in being a superstar or star in any way. That's when they talk about ego. They, They said, you know, he's. You know, he made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's adored by everybody, yeah, yeah. but he probably could walk down a lot of streets and most people would not know who he was. But the people that did know who he was would say, oh, my God, it's Jeff Beck. Right. Uh, right. Uh, because he was just so good. But he really had no interest. And they said, you know, even when he uh, blow by blow, I guess, was his best selling album ever. Yeah, and yeah. it was instrumental. And they yeah, said that yeah. he, he never had, you know, yeah, if there's a singer, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. But he never had any interest in creating something with the singer that would go pop and make him, you know, make him a mega superstar. They said he just didn't. And in his spare time, I saw the documentary. He liked fixing up old cars. Yeah, right. <laughs> he said, they they visit him. He's in the garage. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> He's yeah, just doing right. stuff, you know. Right. On on, and it's just such a unique person and. All I know is when I saw it um yesterday i my heart just dropped because yeah, n- number yeah. one that, that was part of the, my yeah. that was part of my formation really from probably sixty eight to nineteen eighty uh was really my formation and everything that I learned and liked about uh music and and uh when I saw uh Steve Hackett used to be from Genesis now on his own that uh when i when I never forget seeing the v h one the history of heavy metal, and the right. first person they had was Steve Hackett. And I had no idea that the riffs that he did was picked up by heavy metal as right, much yeah. as it was. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Mm-hmm. And he sat there yesterday and just went, without Jeff Beck, you know, yeah. I learned I learned so much from him. Right. And you're like, everybody learns from somebody else. And so somebody else, they say, this was the person. But you look at Jeff Beck, though, and you say, who the hell did he learn from? No, that's it. Is that well, th- he, there was,
0: those- he, he was – he was – the influencer, you didn't, I mean, you could hear influences in every, pretty much every other, I think, guitarist and, and musician to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But for him, because, you know, my question then would be, because he's not, you know, a, totally different from Clapton, totally different from yeah. Jimmy Page. Yeah, yeah, completely. And and the techniques that he used for picking and, again, with the tremolo bar and everything else, all of that was Was unique in the way that he used it. He was constantly trying to get the most out of that instrument, and that's the—I think—that is the pure uh, love of music. That is—that is a very pure form of Mm -hmm. music, and in terms of guitarists, it was unique to Jeff Beck.
2: Yeah, if if you're ranking guitarists. You know, you get up to that top five, and it's sometimes oh, he's, tough he's to. F- you know, I, oh, I know he's, he's there. there. Yeah, you know it's tough. But you look and you go, oh yeah. Man, I mean, he, there there's a <laughs> there's a great argument for number one, just for uniqueness.
0: Well, well, that's it.
2: The because that what wants. are you what are you trying to get? Is it
0: about speed? Mm-hmm. Well, no, speed isn't the point. It's about technique and the the sound, the music you get out of that one instrument.
2: Rest in peace, Jeff Beck, Eight six six ninety red eye Starting and charging system-related issues are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Knowing the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention can help you avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Your truck's inability to crank at the proper speed is the most obvious sign that a battery-related issue is present. If you experience any sluggishness when cranking your engine, get a full electrical
0: system check from a trusted service provider. Continuing to crank a vehicle with low or inadequate voltage will damage the starter and can cost you uptime down the road. This report brought to you by Lubrifier engineering filters that are built to do more for heavy-duty fleets
1: since 1996. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. You know, one more thing about the uh, Jeff Beck. You and I were talking about it. Hardly any radio play ever in the United States. Right. Yardbirds, yeah, got some. Yeah, yeah. But after that, even the Jeff Beck band with uh, Rod Stewart might have got airplay in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. I don't remember getting any airplay in the United States. Right, and then yeah. when he really went on his own, that got, I don't ever remember. And, and in the 70s, that's when I was listening to a lot of the. You know so-called whatever the alternative stations were then they weren't playing Beck. right that was word of mouth back then that made him you know, yeah
0: which is huge that, think about that yeah
2: there was no internet back then <laughs> right
1: In and get a word in, Edgewise, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six
2: ninety uh, Red Eye. Just uh, was uh, reading this uh, ed- editorial in the Wall Street Journal about uh, uh, the uh, the budget deficit now in uh, in California versus a budget surplus in Texas, oh. and and talking about how. A lot of it has to do with oil and natural gas, but also a lot of it has to do uh, with because we don't survive by, you know, by one industry here. Right. right. Uh, talking about the diversity of industry in Texas and the people moving here. We have it, two gas. We have two industries, oil and gas. Right.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 and and and. Uh, 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 It was just something that caught my eye in the last part of it that said, you know, talking about Gavin Newsom, he says, Gavin Newsom claimed Tuesday that California has a more fair tax system than the Lone Star State and that Texans pay more taxes. And they very, I think, kindly say this is disinformation. No, it's a flat-out lie. It's a lie. According to the Census Bureau, California's per capita state tax collections $6,325, that's per capita, that means, Mm -hmm. you know, counting kids and everything, Mm -hmm. Uh, was second highest in the country in 2021 to Vermont, the Bernie Sanders state. Yeah. Texas was 2,214, was second lowest after Alaska. Now, Texans pay higher property taxes, but they pay no income tax, while California taxes its middle class earners. Look at this here, because I was wondering, you know, what – I remember when I lived in Oregon, and I was shocked by the amount – I was shocked by the state income tax. It was like – it was a big double whammy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, your your federal tax, then the state tax. And at that point, I think it maxed out at 9%. And I think even the one – couple of years I lived there, I was paying like six or seven, but still that was higher than New York.
0: Hmm.
2: And I was like, my gosh – Well, if you make $61,214 as a single filer, you pay 9.3% in state income tax in California. Wow. Wow. Because Texans pay higher uh, property taxes, uh, but they pay no income tax, while California taxes its middle-class earners at a punishing 9.3% rate on income of sixty one thousand. California's gas tax two and a half times that of Texas, and its state and local sales tax are on an average 0.62 percent higher. California's budget problem will grow as more of its rich and middle class move to lower tax states like Texas. Mm. They also talked about the fact that the people from over the last couple of years moving from California to Texas actually have made a difference. That yeah, if you if, right. you if you look at the fact, we see, for example, in uh, in New York, and huh, it was even the liberal Buffalo news I was reading yesterday, I'm going to see their take of Kathy Hochul's state of the state, and they're like, well, mm-hmm. she's riding a fine line, and basically it's like, we need to make this state more competitive, and then laying out all the things that they're going to do, yeah. and they're going to spend money on, right. as they're going to lower your taxes, and do everything, and it's like, yeah. It is a very fine line that she's riding because <laughs> it's a load of horse manure is yeah, what it is. Of course. And the the fact of, you know, Hochul last year telling people that don't agree with her really, you know, like Lee Zeldin, but people that support him to get out of the state. We don't want you to the reversal. No, please stay. We'll make it much better. We'll make it much better. We'll make it much better. Well, those are words. There are no actions to make it better. Right. And so what they're finding out is the same thing. That uh, the tech industry is what is supporting California because it's such a progressive tax state that once, you know, once you lose that, you don't have diversity. It's gone. Right. And when you start losing the rich and companies, that takes tax dollars out of it. And if you can feel it in New York State, you can feel it in New York City, and you can actually quantify what it is then you have to realize those states where they're going to are reaping those rewards yeah and you know that's it
0: uh and and look there are a number of things and and obviously cost of living is going to be a, a big deal about it, attracting people that are moving there and if they're moving there for jobs uh then beyond that it's going to be also the approach to certain things like well law enforcement. Um, and while we do have our blue areas here in Texas, uh, the fact is is that the state as a whole uh, you know looks uh, to again uh, create a situation where law and order is the rule. That is the objective um, as opposed to the blue states that more and more want to get away from that and then make excuses and give deference to criminals. People need to feel like they're safe where they live. And it is maddening to a lot of people. I saw a comedian a while back, and this comedian is otherwise liberal. They're not one of the activist comedians that, that makes you know the, the, uh, the activist or political points in their humor necessarily. But I've seen enough interviews with this comedian uh, to know that they're otherwise a liberal but they moved to Austin. It's a very liberal move for a lot of liberals from other states to move to Austin because Austin is a very liberal center of the state and you can kind of have your, you know, liberal sense about you but also know that there is going to be the, that the the state has it set up to where you have rights to protect yourself. This comedian mentioned being able to own a gun which i found shocking but the you know being able to own the gun having the right to protect yourself and that was it and i don't know how much of that has changed as a result of covid uh, during covid after covid or or maybe there's no correlation at all i don't know but but i think people look at the the culture but that culture includes What the state is going to do is policy, and it goes beyond how they tax you on your income. It's about do you have the right to protect yourself, your family, even beyond guns? Is there going to be a proactive stance to go after criminals?
2: This is from uh, uh, Fox 5 in New York City. Mm. New York grocery stores consider locking up food due to theft. Like drugstores locking up toothpaste, your local grocery store might have to start locking up meats and vegetables due to rampant shoplifting. Hmm. People have no fear of coming into your store and stealing, uh, said the head of the National Supermarket Association. He's warning that shoplifters are becoming more violent. Our employees are terrified. We have young people that come to work, young cashiers who work part-time. These kids are 16 to 17 years old. They're traumatized. He said that when stores call about shoplifting, police do not respond quickly and the thief can be gone for hours before officers arrive. He says the industry is now moving towards locking up food. Everything that is cosmetics, shampoo, baby formula is behind the counters. It's going to be more and more of that happening. We're going to have an environment where everything is behind the counter and And the shopping experience is just going to be gone. You're not going to be able to smell the food, read the ingredients, look at a recipe. That's going to disappear if we don't do something now. The National Supermarket Association represents independent grocery stores in New York City. Its statistics show 30% of its membership has left the city. Bodega and grocery store owners in New York City are demanding more help to combat brazen shoplifting that is endangering their survival. Frank Marty of the Bodega and Small Business Group says around ninety-seven percent of the people stealing items are doing it to resell items, not right, not to inject. You it's know, it's a criminal enterprise, right, not to eat themselves. Exactly. You feel for our security and our employees because there's no consequence and our DA is not punishing them and our elected officers. Uh, they are the worst in this case. We need to work with the NYPD. The industry is banding together to form a coalition called the Collective Action to Protect Our Stores. The coalition is led by the independent supermarkets of the National Supermarket Association and the founding members are the National Supermarket Association, the Bodega and uh, Small Business uh, Group and the Metro Supermarket Association. Among items they are demanding is stiffer penalties for shoplifting. (laughs) The fact is the people that you pay to protect you And government's number one role is to protect you. And they have said, to hell with that. You're on your own. Yep. And you pay your taxes. Yep. You pay your taxes each and every month for them to basically just be a revolving door. Yeah. And not prosecute and make your quality of life and your neighborhood a nightmare. Treating,
0: and it goes beyond giving just giving deference to the criminal, treating the criminal like a victim.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: People want to feel safe. And when you have a policy that is making, and and you've gone to the insanity of creating so many victims at every corner that now you're creating a victim in the criminal, that's when people
2: draw the line. I don't see any end in it. You know, you and I talked about uh, the fact that uh, Senator Murphy from Connecticut finally mm. you had a senator, you know, softly say, well, you know, our many of our people don't understand that we can't have unlimited, you know, asylum seekers to the United right. States. Exactly. Many of our party don't understand. Right. That's the first time I've seen any senator I don't know, Democratic Senator, well, in how long, mm. say anything negative about what's going on at the border. Right. And as you stated earlier when I brought it up, you went, well, yeah, because now they have to move to the center and pretend that they care about illegal immigration. Right. Then when they get control again and they win, then it's to hell with you and to hell with border cities. We don't care. And I
0: said the other day, uh, when, when Biden was a candidate, you know, and... Anyone coming here seeking asylum, which basically what he was saying was, if you're coming here, you need to claim you're seeking asylum. Well, everyone can't claim asylum. But the Democrats want to create a system where anybody from any other nation can just claim asylum simply because there's some kind of hardship living where they live. No. Absolutely not. If we want to talk about legal immigration for people coming here that uh, whether it's skilled labor or whatever it might be uh, because we're going to need that for a whenever we have a thriving economy or it's a tra- we can or, have that or
2: the traditional role of asylum. Mm-hmm. No, no,
0: that's a yeah, that's it which is also uh, up for discussion um but it is a very limited and strict basis for a reason. Should be, but not anymore. Claim asylum. Well things are hard where I live. Okay. Come on in. No. Absolutely not.
2: 86690
1: Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: Hey, Radio, he's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Well, I mean, if, if, uh, I'm, I'm, assuming, I don't know why, but I'm assuming there's going to be a White House press briefing today. And if there is, it's going to be a zoo because uh-huh. it was, it was nuts yesterday. We'll have some audio coming up here in a little bit. Uh, but it, it was nuts yesterday. But today, now <laughs> that there's a second location <laughs> that they found, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, top secret, uh, uh material, classified material. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I mean it's going to be just a a zoo because the the question came up yesterday. They didn't answer any question and anytime she said something mm. you just had more questions. So and, no one from the administration has addressed
0: the second story.
2: No, not yet, no. No.
0: NBC stated in their mm. in that story and they were the first to to get it or be given it that The their 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 calls to the White House have have not been returned, basically. Mm -hmm. So. Biden has acknowledged the first set of documents. Yes. There hasn't been even acknowledgement. We start there at today's press briefing. There hasn't been an official acknowledgement unless she starts with a statement doing just that and that's how it worked out with biden the other day i'm going to start with this i know you there's a lot of questions so it was immediate acknowledgement so if she doesn't do that to start with then the first question has to be are you officially acknowledging that this is the case can you confirm that that is that the nbc story that other documents were found is true And then you get into the, okay, when was it, and where were those documents? I really am curious to find out.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. All across
2: the USA and around the planet, 86690 Redeye. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Download our app today, our Rudd-Eye radio app, and you can listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. All right. You ready for the zoo yesterday? I'm sorry. I got this audio. Thanks, Brian. I, I didn't tell you, but uh, mm. audio coming up. Let's, let's start here. Let's start with, uh, A question from CBS, okay? Okay. All All right, right. here we go.
3: On the documents case, again, you've laid out that the president's lawyers and the special counsel are dealing with the legal side of this. You've now laid out that you have not had a conversation with the president about this. But this was reported Monday. It happened in November. Are you aware of any conversation in the West Wing, among others, people other than the president, about disclosing this once it was discovered?
4: what i can say is somebody i was asked uh, by your colleague if he if we t- we talked about the documents themselves the president said he does not know what was in them right but i but i but also just wanted to clear that up i look i understand you guys are going to have a lot of questions on this i get that i know you guys are going to have a lot of questions on process and specifics and what I can tell you is that I'm not going to go beyond what the president laid out. I'm not going to go beyond what my White House uh, Council colleagues have stated. I would refer you to them for any other specifics or in- additional information. I want to be prudent here. Uh, I want to make sure that You're we do this in appropriate the, question, the appropriate way. We're
3: going to ask them because that's our job.
4: I understand so we- and, and my job is to answer your so questions. So here we go. One of Let's go. The we ask this
3: is because on like day 2 of this administration when he swore all of you in, the president said, quote, "I'm going to make mistakes when I make them, I'll acknowledge them, and I'll tell you. And I'll need your help to help me correct them." So you're the one here yeah, talking I, to us about this. That's why we're asking you. So let's just remember that. I,
4: uh, Ed, he we, was Ed, Ed, Ed I'm, we don't need we don't need to have this. We work very well together. We do. I don't. We don't need to have this kind of confrontation. Ask your question, and I will answer them.
2: No, you won't. <laughs> we don't need to have this no, type you, of. You just said your confrontation. He he simply said <laughs> what well, well, what he said was. I want to remind you, this is what the president said. You're, and right. you're not being transparent now. The president said you're going to be transparent. There was nothing of a of a negative tone. He was stating why they are there and what the president has said in the past. A totally legitimate uh, question. I knew that if she was challenged at all by anyone, she's going to snap back. And I think it's going yeah. to start more yeah. uh, once... You know, because we all know they know there isn't anyone in the White House press corps outside of maybe the the New York Post and and the uh, and, and uh, 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 maybe uh, Real Clear Politics at times and Fox News. Every one of them knows they're a tool of the White House. Yeah, true. They all know they are. Yep. And then they just want some when when there are things that they can't spin. They want better spin from the white house mm-hmm. and they can't even get that look we're being your tools help us out we, we want to be us. your tools help us out and then it's like when they <laughs> challenge <laughs> them a little bit oh boy she just snaps right uh, right back let's get to a few of the other things uh here uh that happened at the white house uh, press briefing yesterday more questions here we go he had a closet
5: with he, classified his information did the right you
4: again again Again, did he did. He was right surprised things? that the records were there. He spoke to this personally. He was surprised that the that the records were there.
2: That's uh, Pete Ducey saying, but they were there. And she responds, but he was surprised that they were there. Yeah, but the top secret, you know, basically the top secret uh, uh, documents were there. And yes, yeah, right. And he was surprised that they were there. <laughs> how did they get there? Exactly. I don't know, but he was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and then more of uh, of Ducey quoting from Biden. On these documents, how could anyone be that irresponsible?
5: It, isn't that what this president says about mishandling classified documents?
4: The president spoke to this personally. He spoke to this personally. He, again, he believes that uh, classified documents... And information should be taken seriously he
2: and again, she just you know repeats it and and he was the same thing. Well, then, why did this happen? If he takes it seriously, why did it happen? Well, we have told you what the president has said. I mean it just it just keeps going around and round and round and round, uh-huh. and, round, and, round uh-huh. and round and round. oh man, um <laughs> just just a zoo now, this was before the story came out from NBC. That in another undisclosed location, more classified documents In in a property that apparently owned by Biden, more classified documents have come out. But there is no indication where that property is, when it happened. And the thing that we found the most interesting, because I thought one of the best questions that was asked, and let me see if I can find that particular audio cut. Uh, because it was it really hit it. Mm, okay, I can't find it here. As I sc- mm. scroll down, I can't find the audio cut that I was looking for. But a reporter asked the uh, the, uh, the the question. Oh, here it is. I found it. Okay, here we All go. Right. I'll let the, here we go. We'll play it. All right. I just asked if you have any information about why the president's personal attorneys were at the Penn Biden Center in the
5: first place. Were they looking for something specific? Was there something specific they were doing going through these documents? It just seems like to send, if it was just routine moving stuff, to send a
2: personal attorney to do I, I would well. refer
4: you to the White House counsel's uh, very extensive um, uh, uh, kind of information.
2: Very extensive. Nobody's put on very extensive information. What, what, <laughs> and the White House counsel is not his personal lawyers. No. I mean, it's just, I it's just, it keeps going around and around and around. Uh, here's the Here's the thing. Uh, she... Asked one of the most important questions, which was, why were his personal lawyers there? Why did they discover him? Personal lawyers? If it was just, remember, it's routine moving. They were routinely moving. Right, right. Well, then movers would be doing it or aides would be doing it. Right. Why would his personal lawyers be involved? Do do Biden's personal lawyers on the side, have they formed a moving company? (laughs) Is it the Biden moving company and... (laughs) Well, I,
0: I don't know. And, uh, and legal firm? I, I, I mean, don't what, know. Uh, in, in the past, I've gotten some quotes on moving companies, and uh, some <laughs> of them are more expensive than lawyers, so maybe it's cheaper
2: to hire lawyers to do it. I've never I've never heard them referred to as shysters. <laughs> uh, movers, that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, but And and so that in itself was like, why were the lawyers there? And then it really, you know, as if you have any type of investigative mind, You went, whoa, wait a minute. On the second one, the report is AIDS discovered. Wherever this undisclosed location is, AIDS discovered more classified documents. And so the first thing you say is, well, wait a minute. Is this in chronological order? The first one that they announced, was that the the first uh, top secret classified documents they found? Or was that second? In what we know so far, could it be third? We don't know if this is going to end. We don't know when this was going to end or how many properties he might have had top-secret documents at. But now there's two. Well, the one was AIDS. And so the investigative mind would say, "Hmm, well, that was more likely that AIDS would find it the first time, right? Because AIDS are just helping move these things to somewhere else or going through documents or whatever reason. They discover it. They realize it's classified information. Then the word gets down to them from the administration, whether it was Biden or whatever, or someone close to Biden in the White House, somebody who knows him, family members, whatever, whoever, that, oh, there might be documents also at University of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Because why would the personal lawyers be there? The personal lawyers, you as an investigator, your mind works like the personal lawyers would be there because they thought there might be criminal liability hmm. because if it was found in one and they found it and it and they could find it in another criminal liability would be there and they needed to provide the best legal defense for the president so what do you get you get the first one and then you get the the, the which is the aides finding it then right. the lawyers get involved right and then that gets released first the second one gets released first As if the lawyers were there and immediately cooperated. We just happened to be there. But then nobody's asking the question, why are personal lawyers moving your stuff? If there is no indication of any top secret things, why are the personal lawyers the one that actually discovered it? Because that's what they're saying. They discovered it. Well, were they looking for? it? Why were they there? And then the advice that they gave Biden was, don't you dare ask what these files contained. And then it's a complete. And then Biden uses that and says, "No, I've been I've been told uh, I, I I was told by my lawyers not to ask what it's about, and that's it. We won't answer any more questions at all on anything, because the next question logically is why not? Why won't you answer any question? Will it affect national security? The, the when is very right telling." Well,
0: the where is very telling, um, but the when, because if the second batch is act- actually the first batch, then I'd like to know was that first batch discovered before the Mar-a-Lago raid, right? Yep. Um, it was <laughs> there a is there a greater concern now that these documents? Let's let's you know have the Frank very frank discussion about uh, somebody who is in charge but is not fully in charge of his own mental faculties and the reason you say that is because think about this if you know if he was in charge of giving orders as a former, vice president at the time hey these documents go here those documents go there and whoever is you know taking those orders okay that's where you, that's what you do whether it's AIDS, wh- whoever it is but now if the concern is wait a minute he may not remember where he buried all those bones in the backyard and we're going to have to look mm-hmm. everywhere because that's what the reports actually right. tell us so far On these is that they're looking to find out if there's any anywhere and within uh, we get two reports within three days.
2: That's not a coincidence.
0: It's not a coincidence. And it, it, it begs the question, is there great concern that he actually and the problem would be that he doesn't actually remember or know where they all might be? Not that he's mm-hmm. not responsible for them, because ultimately he would be. But the question is, oh my gosh, we got to look everywhere because they could be anywhere.
2: And our lawyers have to his the personal lawyers have to do it. have to do this. Right, they have to
0: look out for him. This can't be White House counsel because he, there's the other thing because that's the difference too. Why if it you know if it were just White House counsel involved, and that's the only lawyers involved. That's one thing. But they're looking at this as a as a potential liability yes. for him
2: right as legally a, as a potential criminal liability that's why they gave him the advice right don't ask about what's in here why he's president of the United States right he can know what's in he there can know what's in and there. when the story comes out he can explain to the American public then what happened and so when they sit there and say no 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 we must you know they don't need to protect any investigation. Because there, I saw... no, the, the, They don't have to protect, they're not protecting the top secrets, they're protecting Joe Biden. Well, and when he did yeah. that yesterday, or two mm. days ago, yeah. he was taking the fifth.
0: Well, and, and you know, because they they keep, uh, I, I heard a couple of analysts say, oh, well, none of this points to any, you know, criminal wrongdoing. I don't know. He's the one with the lawyers involved.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's, He's the one saying that the lawyers told him not to ask what's in him. Right. I mean, what... Uh, He brought up the lawyers. We
2: didn't. He's the one that won't talk about any of it. Right. Why not? Right. No law breaking here. No. Then be free to talk about it. Right. If
0: there's no potential, no. Sorry. His lawyers are involved because there is a tremendous liability, and part of that liability is the question, oh, my gosh. There could be a number of documents in who knows how many places and if this is if this second batch was found in a property owned by the president, well, that doesn't say that it was occupied by the president. He could own a lot of properties that other family members who don't have that kind of clearance and shouldn't have access to those documents are living.
2: Unless they found them at uh, Hillary's server room at her house,
0: exactly. Which is right now being rented out by Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> She's teaching him how to keep computers secret. <laughs>
2: 86690 red eye mountain snowpack levels in the Sierra Nevada range. California's main source of water could reach season average amounts by as early as later this month. Similar reports come from several western mountain ranges. And USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says while normal to above normal snowpack levels this season will go a long way in alleviating long-term drought in the west.
5: One caveat to this is that some of our largest reservoirs, especially those in the Colorado Basin system, have lost so much water over the last quarter century, that we're going to, no matter what happens this winter, we're not going to have complete recovery from the drought. It would take an extended period, a multi-year period to help start improving the river levels and the lake levels in the Colorado system, the big dams like Lake Mead and Lake Powell.
2: Rippy adds smaller reservoirs like those in California fed by Sierra Nevada snow runoff will
5: greatly
0: benefit from these accumulations. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. The USDA report is brought to you by Senex Roadmaster XL Premium Highway Diesel Fuel.
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Rudd Eye Radio. He's here. Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, eight six six ninety Rud Eye. Let's quickly go to Michael in Springfield, Missouri. Michael, welcome. You're on Rudd Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi.
5: First off, I'm a big fan. Thank you for having me on.
2: Thanks. Appreciate it.
5: I had a I had a question that I haven't heard yet, and I've been listening to you guys for quite some time. Uh, the question is, is, just like a library, you're supposed to check things out before you take it home or do whatever with it, top secret or not. I mean, in their case, my question is, is why was not it found sooner? Because you're supposed to document whether or not you, know, you take something out or not. Like, for example, the top secret documents that were found while he was vice president and while he was president. So, it's supposed to be time and dated of what day, what time, and who took it. So, if it was time and dated back then, how come it wasn't brought up back then? And how come it ain't brought up sooner?
2: That is the question as to why the National Archives for almost seven years uh, are, I, I guess, you know had no concern that these documents, and now there's more than just at the University of Pennsylvania, there's the other documents, why they didn't know that these documents were missing. That's the question. I don't know precisely the procedure of time stamping and how they would do it for a vice president, uh, but the question is why didn't the National Archives no, if you're talking about top secret documents that found their way to private residences after a vice presidency and a private building after a vice president, that's a totally legit question that we don't have the answer for yet. Right. But yeah.
0: It's, and, you know, it's, what's interesting is, is that if, um, as we believe, this is a controlled release of information, there's no way it, it doesn't come back in, in a storm. And, you know, again, it it, it, it has me wondering whether or not uh, a Trump uh, Trump uh, Biden was supposed to say anything about the lawyers the other day, mention anything about the lawyers. I suspect he was not supposed to say anything about it, but he did. And personal lawyers at that, man, there's a lot to be learned here. You got a lot of people curious about this.
1: Gary McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 866 90 Red Eye.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara 86690 Red Eye. We keep getting uh the this the same question we answered about 90 minutes ago and that's did these, you know, do these lawyers have um um what do you call it? A top secret clearance? Mm-hmm. Well, their their argument is they just happen to be moving something. Yeah. Oops, oops, and Uh they found it. So as long as, you know, and so if you now the other argument would be that they just after they found out about it. And this is what uh, we believe is a possibility is that this wasn't the first one. Right. Because personal lawyers aren't involved in moving things Uh, or, you know, uh, you know, now there may have been some legal documents that they wish to look at. Maybe they'll make that argument, Hmm. you know. We were looking for legal documents on this, and that could be a possibility. But if they were there because they were on a fishing expedition to see, you know, good God, what did Joe leave, whatever, and they were going through everything, and they come come upon it, you don't need top-secret clearance to discover something that you weren't sure was there, right, but you were just doing a fishing expedition. If you see the top-secret title on it, you simply call whoever you have to call. Mm-hmm. That isn't a top secret clearance. That's not the same thing as if you have top secret clearance to look at top secrets in the government. Mm-hmm. So, just wanted to clarify that because for some reason it's something that uh, you know is on is on everybody's mind. The political problem, and and there's so many. You know we had, we had talked about this yesterday that the uh, the first one when it was University of Pennsylvania. And that's where the, and and it all could be completely unrelated, but the, but the, uh, the tops, you know, the top secrets were found there. And these were pretty heavy top secrets Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they had to do with, uh, you know, the president and, and, uh, and, or excuse me, it had to do with, uh, uh, what Ukraine, China, and Iran. Yeah. Right. 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 Now, Jonathan Turley speculated, could he have used these materials for his book? And if he did, man, he's in trouble. Mm -hmm. But when you take on top of that the fact that the anonymous Chinese donors are the ones that donated 54, over $54 million to build that center. And then you look and you take the Hunter Biden situation and the uh, the Chinese energy company mm-hmm. and the, uh, the money that enriched the Biden family and how much got to Joe. Mm-hmm. And you look at the entire thing and the question that comes to people's mind is, why the hell would anonymous Chinese donors give the former vice president 50 million dollars to build his, as, as I like to call it, ego center. Yeah. Why right. would the Chinese... That's the question sitting out there because that when that came out, it's like, you know, the, the top secret thing is important, but people look at it and they go, well, wait a minute. So everything sort of gets tied together, whether it's all legit or not. I mean, whether they all do tie together or whatever, you know, that's still to be found out. But the fact is, any average person out there's going to say there is no reason that the chinese anonymous donors gave 54 million to the former vice president to build his center for nothing. Well, imagine this.
0: Donald Trump has a similar office also paid by the chinese, paid for by the chinese. And top secret documents. And top secret documents are found there.
2: Imagine what the headline would be. I believe we did this yesterday. <laughs> we did this yesterday. Yes, we, right. we, we did. Could you imagine? If if people are doubtful of the, the the seriousness of how people think about this, well, then just forget about Joe Biden and how you convince 100% of the people, because you can convince half with Joe Biden. How do you convince the other half? Donald Trump. Right say donald trump did this because uh, my question is
0: you know it's this the second batch found in a property owned by the president is that property on american soil (laughs) until they answer questions i'm going to keep asking questions it was his apartment in beijing that hunter rented from him
2: Oh, my gosh. It just keeps getting worse. (laughs) Hunter left him at the camera shop or the computer shop.
0: Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, could you
2: also uh, mind
0: holding on to this box for me while you... (laughs) They were in a hotel room in Russia. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody get... Somebody get a sober Iggy Danchenko on the phone, please, <laughs> if there is such a creature.
2: <laughs> wow. No. Yeah. But, uh, I, and, no, I'm... Because... And so, when you take all of this, and then the president <laughs> basically implying I'm taking the fifth uh-huh. on all of this, yeah. I'm not going to answer any question. That's right. It's
0: horrible, and no, everybody it is, knows it. It only gets worse, and, and it is... Now, worsened by the fact that we haven't learned the when and where on the second and the second. Batch. Yeah, the second one. Because even it, yeah. because tell me. On the first batch, it was already bad. It was bad. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they found it before the midterm elections and we learned about it long after the midterm elections. So that's bad, which tells you what if you don't learn the when and where. On the second batch, it has to be even worse than
2: that. Well, uh, the 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 first story, the one batch. Well, come on, this is just a rare occurrence. It happens with every presidency, you know. Every every vice presidency. <laughs> well, you can't say that it, it happens with every. All right, right. I can't even say no, that. Well, right. but but I'll say this. Hey, it was just one occurrence. Yeah. Well, now it's no longer one occurrence; it's two occurrences. And at two occurrences, it's like, hmm, is this a pattern? Right. And then you ask the question, why? And then you ask the question has been asked, why didn't the, as the last caller said, they don't know where the, because the the secrets, they, these were higher level, top secret documents that they found. Right. They weren't just classified. No. These were very highly classified documents mm-hmm. that were there. And you ask yourself, why didn't the National Archives why didn't they know where they were?
0: Right.
2: And here's my question. If they, they, th- if they knew everything that Trump had, why didn't they seem to have a clue as to what Biden had, who wasn't even president of the United States?
0: And part of the defense.
2: And was- then again, though, the National Archives actually is looking for presidential records. So this is really outside of that. I got to remember that. Yeah, well, that it's outside true. of it. I, I keep forgetting because he's president. I keep at times mixing both up as, as I shouldn't do. So the National Archives, but whoever's in charge of the top secrets, because these were really top secrets that came from the White House. So they probably are White House records. So the National Archives may also still be responsible for this. Oh, yeah. No, because I think so. because yeah. if it's a vice yeah, president, yeah. then yeah. they are the White House. Do- they are White House documents. Right. Which a National Archive would be over. Right.
0: So I mean, maybe given, I'm maybe I'm the, the, not maybe I'm not wrong. Well, yeah. That. I mean, basically, given the, you know, the power chain. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. What?
2: If the White House would simply explain it, I wouldn't have all but these questions no. or
0: speculation. It, it beca- <laughs> and this is the longer they go, the worse it gets, the more questions that come up. And think about this, too. the One of the, one of the defense or defenses that, that has been um, posed in the media in the last few days is that, oh, well, it was only a few documents compared to Trump. Well, hold on a second. That has me more curious. Why would... Only a handful of documents be separated from other classified or top secret documents. Why were they carved out and taken to that office?
2: And of course, the number because has, if you were the s- number has nothing to we well to do it, with that. Except, well, except, except it except 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 your your it, you're it just what, no is, what, is, what is the motive? But legally, well, the well, then, well, the thing is, it,
0: it's about the content, but. It has me wondering, why would you carve out only a handful of documents? Because if you were going to to put them in files and in boxes and how they are stored and secured, then they're going to be there with a, a group of others. In the case of Trump, it was, what, a couple hundred documents? Well, my question would be, if these were carved out, in the first batch, it's fewer than a dozen, is what we're being told. Why were they carved out from other top secret and uh, classified documents? It, it just has me curious. And until I get answers, I'm going to keep asking more questions. And speculating more. I I can only do that. They we, Because we can sit here and speculate. You and I try not to speculate to the point of of conclusion. But speculating is absolutely warranted here because they are public. He is a public servant. And while we don't get to see the content of those documents, we damn sure need to know how this happened. Because I joke about his apartment that he owns in Beijing If he did, (laughs) but imagine, I mean, seriously, imagine if this were Donald Trump on the University of Penn office, if this were Donald Trump that had an office that was paid for through donations from the Chinese and they found Top secret documents.
2: I, I think we used Hillsdale University because we tried to <laughs> right. find yeah, exactly. Hillsdale or Liberty. We right. tried to find a more conservative university if it was Donald Trump. Exactly. But, uh, and oh, well, let's put it, this would even be better. Not the Chinese, the Russians. Ah, yes. Because you know, no, we need we even, need to relate it to something. Exactly. That, so that would, for, for exactly. Trump it would be the Russians donated $54 million to build a center at Hillsdale College for do, the Donald Trump Center and... Then you had top secret documents that uh, high level top secret documents about Ukraine, yeah, uh, Russia, yeah, Ukraine, right. Russia, uh, Iran, and China. I had to add Russia in there because right,
0: yeah, yeah, because yeah. right, exactly. No, that's the that's the that would be the go to that that would be the the fair comparison, yeah, because of the links. Or, because of his friendship with Kim Jong-un, imagine it was North Korea that paid for the office.
2: <laughs> no, but seriously. Well, if, no. If, if, they don't have $54 million.
0: <laughs> Silly me.
2: Um, the, <laughs> Their economy can't support it.
0: <laughs> imagine, yeah. well, imagine that he did that, that. that. That this was Russia that donated the money.
1: Yeah.
2: And anonymous sources, anonymous
1: Anonymous sources, sources
4: even even
2: even even gives it more of a what the hell's going on, anonymous sources. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's what and that's when you tie in the Hunter Biden thing and that investigation that's going to be going on to this whole thing, influence peddling. And then because the fifty four million in 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 China, because that will if people aren't paying attention to the influence peddling through Hunter Biden and what happened with the Chinese and, and others, well, all of a sudden this thing. Well, these top secret documents were found in a center where the Chinese donated 50, uh, anonymous Chinese donated 54 million? Well, that stinks because every American says, why the hell were anonymous sources giving Biden 54 million? And shouldn't we know who those anonymous sources are now that he's president of the United States? Because that takes influence peddling the $54 million anonymously in this one, that puts influence peddling right at the top of right the heap there. of concern. Right, exactly. Eight six six ninety
1: Red Eye. Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety 90 Eye on Red Eye Radio.
5: Progressive commercial insurance protects truck owners with specialized coverage.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's our calling. and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety uh, Red Eye. Sad to hear about this. Another death. Uh, Charles White, uh, nineteen seventy nine Heisman Trophy uh, winner for mm. uh, USC. Mm. Pro- I think probably their their best running back yards wise in the history of of uh, USC football. Mm. Uh, passed away at the age of sixty four. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, I think he won he won one or two national championships. I can't remember. And then played with the, uh, the Browns and, and the Rams. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, just so sad. I had cancer. I didn't know about that. But yeah. I had wow. cancer. And you and I mentioned earlier about the great guitarist, one of the top guitarists ever in, in, in human history, Jeff Beck. Yeah, bacterial uh, meningitis.
0: And, yeah. and it, was, it, it came on all of a sudden and, and then uh, took a, uh, a course that led to his death in recent days. And, wow. Just a tremendous loss for the music world.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.